Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and joined, as always, with Ramon Valdez and Philip Morley. How are you two this evening? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks a lot. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a special guest on tonight. It's one of our one of our guest shows, um, and we're, we're really excited. We've got Adrian Ferrazzuti, um, furniture maker, studio furniture maker, teacher, uh, College of the Redwoods graduate. Um, yeah, uh, out of what, Guelph, Canada? How's it going, Adrian? Yeah, it's, it's good. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's Guelph. Thanks, thanks Guelph. for coming Guelph. on. Appreciate yeah, it. We, this is awesome. We appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, so Guelph is what it's, uh, the, you were saying before the show, it's, it's like the greater Toronto area. For those that don't know where that where, where, where Guelph is, I think everybody knows where Toronto is for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 40 minutes outside of Toronto to the west. About an hour, a bit north of Buffalo, and right on Lake on, kind of on Lake Ontario, and nice and warm right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna get down to one Fahrenheit tonight. Nice, that's crazy. <laughs> do you keep track of it in Fahrenheit, or do you guys keep track of it in Celsius? There, Fahrenheit. No, we're we're Celsius. Celsius. Okay. <laughs> I just I just have to, I do Fahrenheit because my my girlfriend's from Colorado, and uh, I have to figure out what Fahrenheit and Celsius works out to be all yeah. the time. Well, if you if you get if you get down to negative forty. They're the same. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's metric temperature. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, right on. It's great, it's great to have you on. I know all three of us have been, you know, are, are, have been um, or are big fans of, of your work. Um, oh, yeah. And... I've seen your stuff for forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thanks, big, guys. No, it's big, ins- Just plug big it inspiration. Away. You're probably one of the reasons my family's starving. Because you inspired me to be a furniture maker. <laughs> yeah, yours too. Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, no, but I, I have I've, no, I've followed your work for a long time, and and uh, I, I think every now and then you had like a, a video that came up on I think it was YouTube. Um, I forget the the company. He would. Uh, Oh, what was it? It was in Canada, and they would basically go around do these like uh, not an interview, but basically a bio on different furniture oh, makers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, Canadian Woodworks. Is that what that? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I love I love those videos. Um, yeah, those are really they well are. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and they they work on a shoestring budget. That that magazine they do they do really yeah, well. Yeah, well, it's uh, it, it was super cool to see your scope of work and what you do and. Um, and then seeing you come on Instagram, I was pretty excited to see that. So, uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of new. Yeah, too many students asked me about that. Are you on Instagram? I didn't even know right. what it was. So. <laughs> yeah, what's Instagram? <laughs> like two years ago, I think. All right. Is that when you? Is that when you got on, Adrian? I remember seeing when you when you got on, and remember, remember, it's like, oh yeah, sh- I, crap! Follow, follow. <laughs> it hasn't been that it hasn't long. Been that long. Maybe a couple years. Yeah. Maybe three years. Okay. Yeah, and you've got the you've got the the great videos. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Love I know we're your ta- videos. <laughs> we're talking about. I know we want to talk about the woodworking stuff. I mean, that's the important thing. <laughs> but the videos are just. I, I, I'm just a sucker for them. God. They're, yeah. They're, they're, I, oh, I think they're so much, so much fun. Crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when and I see. I just have a lot of fun doing it. Shows. Man. It's it's awesome, and I love how. Uh, I hope this doesn't offend, but it's um. It, it's you're not romantic about the process it seems like you get it done but then the end no, the well, end result exactly. is just 
it's incredible you know it's like it's, it's gallery studio whatever you want to call it just quality furniture and, and when i heard i didn't realize you were a college of the redwoods graduate and when i heard yeah. that i was like wow i would not have put that together <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah, going back we... for your for your old you know your work you can kind of see some of the influence on some of your cabin on stand um but sure. yeah just your approach to the work i really admire yeah i've never well thank you i've never uh like I, I beat the crap out of my tools and I, you know, wreck stuff. I don't really, that doesn't bother me at all. Like it's, it's the end product. Right. Uh, that counts. What I'm yeah. So, yeah. you know, I try to in those videos. You know, I just try and show that it doesn't have to be fussy and precious. Right. The process, like it, you can, you can be a rugged woodworker and still have, uh, you know, sort of finessed outcome. And uh, absolutely, I love that. I think that I think. I hope that's just helpful for people because I think it could be stifling when um, everyone thinks it's like you have to be a, a surgeon in the, in right. the shop. Yeah, and, that's a great point. Clean up after every every cut you make, you got to clean yep. it up. Yeah, clean, clean your bench, bench afterwards, and, then, you know, and yeah. There's so many woodworkers that just don't work. Right, like, right. No, I, I think it so. is helpful. I, I think it's a a little bit more of a realistic uh, behind the scenes. You know, seeing okay, yeah, like just seeing you put glue on. You yeah, know, and it's like I'm just gonna butter it up, glue, <laughs> yeah. it wrapping it tight with an inner tube, chucking a brush across the shop. And it's, just, <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Except for veneering. Yeah, veneering. I don't put a lot of glue. Right, right. Everything else, I'll put it. Right. Glue. Yeah. Yeah. But very cool. But no, they're really fun to make. Yeah. I remember so, seeing some of your some of your pieces in fine woodworking and. One of the things to me that really stands out that, that catches the eye is your um, is a is a contrast. I love contrast. I'm a huge fan of contrast. Right. And um, right. one of your tables that uh, was it the uh, maybe the Apollo table. I don't remember the name of the table yeah, now, yeah. but that is one of them. <laughs> but that is one of them. But but I mean, a lot of your work is like that. It's just very eye catching. I love that. And then when you look at the details, it's a, it's incredible, beautiful yeah. stuff. Well, I, yeah. And I think it's a, it's a, you got the balance. Um, to me, it's, you got the balance down where I know you do a lot of veneer work and there's some real crazy veneer patterns and stuff, but just the selection of the wood, it's, it's just really well done where it accents the piece and, and like there's the contrast there without it, almost screaming at you to to me like it's not offensive yeah you know sure. it's uh i love yeah, the wing a fine line yeah it is it's uh, a lot of people get it wrong i think well it's a lot of it's a lot of contrast wood but you also use a lot of a lot of quartered material yeah it seems exactly like. yeah. a lot of riff riff yeah, material yeah, that yeah. that's that has yeah. a so quiet it's quiet, quiet grain has a quietness yeah. to it yeah it was actually the starburst table that i was that i was uh, thinking yeah. of i that thing's crazy yeah, here. yeah. That one's all ash with one one lamination of or one ply of wange. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool. and that just sort of that, that just sort of happened, you know. That wasn't pre-planned. That was gonna just be ash, and I don't know what happened in the making of it. But somehow <laughs> I decided to just throw a different ply on the outside. Awesome. What's interesting as it as you're viewing it from the top, you some of the a lot of the wenge actually disappears, right? It's just so. Um, you just see the you just see the, the lighter line color. Of it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool piece. But no, contrast is totally, definitely a theme throughout all my work. It's just it's either full contrast or or 
the odd piece is just tone on tone, which I've learned over the years is that you can have one color of wood in like three different shades and it can be successful as right. well. But I definitely gravitate towards contrast and, and punchy color. And I try to find woods that uh, hold that color over time. Like I'm not using Paduke and purple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> woods that hold brown. their color for right. 50 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And you've got the, uh, on that, on the starburst table, you've got the you've got the aluminum on the ends of the of the of the support pieces that are yeah. supporting the glass, and that's that's cool. I mean, you've done a, a number of things where you using where you throw metal in, not the a brass, lot, yeah. but it's a, but it's a nice accent. It's a nice, you know, again, not too much. Uh, it seems like it's just just the right amount. Well, it, it's <clears throat> you you look at these things when you're making them, and again, this wasn't pre planned, but it's. It's how do you terminate something? Like how do you terminate a leg that hits the floor? How do you terminate an arm that holds a piece of glass up? And you know, the easy way out is just to cut the thing off and put the glass on it. <laughs> and that's fine for some things, but this table, it it beckoned for something more than that. And so I mocked it up in in piece of wood and spray painted it to look like ebony. And it just didn't work in wood. I had. Uh, three or four different woods going around it's like no 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 and so it's like you know i gotta switch to metal here and it was either brass or bronze because you can cut those in in your own shop with with woodworking machines and all those aluminum ends were milled on a horizontal uh mortising machine interesting did your daughter do them router table no i gotta hire her to do those that's awesome she could do those in no time. It took me like four days, I think, to mill those <laughs> I saw your post on Instagram about your daughter doing that. I, I absolutely love that. My dad was a machinist, so I always noticed stuff like that. But, um, man, I really wish I would have paid attention more to what he was telling yeah. me when I was a kid. I, I didn't find interest in it back then. And, and now, oh, same and now I wish I did. You know, I have a small, I have a small lathe, but, you know, it's nothing – quality like and, and your daughter seems like she's at a really good school to learn that i, I was well, i was zooming in yeah, on her some of her work it was fantastic well that was a that was a college that they were doing the competition at conestoga college and uh they say they have 300 students go through there a week it's amazing and they have people waiting on machines so they have people from all over the world coming to this course wow. it's the, one of the top four in uh in north america or the world apparently wow. for machining jeez that is but, so cool uh, it's cool. I did that when I was her age. I did the Canada Skills competition for uh, house frame. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, the four of us went to Toronto, and we had to frame uh, an 8 by 8 portion of a house with a joisted floor, ply, plywood, a wall with a door, a wall with a window, a bit of some rafters, and we had like four hours to do that. So it's something that's been happening that's, since I was Yeah, it's been around for a long time. They have the same uh, um, same program. In, but uh, in, it's in it's the, really cool to see it still going though. Yeah, they have this awesome. they, in the states, Phil. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Or? Yeah, in the states. Yeah, they have they have it in the states too. I haven't seen it in the states. Skill, it's called Skills America. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not, that's awesome. I'm just not familiar yeah. with. I it. don't know if it's as big because I know uh, I teach at a, a community college and um, we got approached many years ago if we were going to get involved and we our department unfortunately didn't. Uh, but the welding department, I believe, did. It, it's a big. It, they may not even have much going on. I think cabinetry, but I don't know if anything else from that except for like the welding right. and the machining and stuff like that. But 
you can you can do cooking here and that's awesome <laughs> that's <laughs> so cool yeah you can like 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 chef yeah that's, absolutely yeah. yeah any any of yeah. the any of the creative crafts high level yeah yeah mm. or or just just craft in general you know that is something that is skilled i i would i would think yeah. there'd be all kinds of different avenues that for for that type of competition at a, at a young age you know just to some, get get people uh, a taste of things so that they can see if it's something that they really want to get into it looks yeah. like it looks like your yeah looks like your daughter uh is pretty darn good at it <laughs> mm-hmm. she's really good at it actually she's she just gets right into it and uh, she just loves it she likes the woodworking but as soon as she saw the metal and started trying that she's like no this is this is my calling that's i really like awesome. metal work so we'll see where it goes yeah that's so cool yeah, that's, but you know what's interesting about that competition was there was probably like 35 kids from about eight different high schools it was just the regionals and uh the winner would go to the provincials and then there'd be a interprovincials and then there'd be a countrywide competition so this was just the first wow. competition but the i overheard the one tech at the school he said you know out of all these kids probably two of them at most will enroll in this program wow. and then there was um probably eight auto manufacturing like parts companies there and sort of doing sort of not recruiting but trying to get the word out that they really need skilled labor right and it was unbelievable how many times it came up that they're just dying for skilled labor. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And they they can't take on the work that they can do because they can't find the help. So they're just dying for yeah. people to take these classes. And they're not seeing they're not seeing the the stream. Like they're not getting the kids coming yeah, through. That sucks. So it's set, it's exciting and it's really it is. It's, yeah. it's kind of surprising that it's not a growing trend though with all the social media outlets well, out there people just seems like it would be one of they you know you get kind of i don't know like because i went to a trade school for four <clears> years and um they set you up you, you got scouted at the end you know and and you went and worked and got you made good money um but yeah you know it's like now everyone it seems like everyone wants to go get a degree in college on, on not a trade and well it's, it's kind of i don't know it's 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 tough to me. It's like, man, if you get a good trade, you can get good paid job. Um, the work's there. People need it. But, you can go anywhere yeah, in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's stigmatized. It always yeah. has been. It's, 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 I think that's a big part of it. We don't want our kids to go into the yeah, trade. Right. No, I do. Because you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to put them in college. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, well, um, Adrian, anyway. I, I, I really just think that's awesome that your daughter's doing that and uh, excited to see where she takes it. Um, but you mentioned yeah, the framing. No. Um, yeah. Is that kind of like, would you mind kind of talking about how you got in, like how you started to do what you do now? Um, did it start out? Were you a framer? Um, I have no idea. No, not uh, at all. Um, I just gravitated towards nails and hammers as from a really young age (laughs) made stuff at my parents house and uh just you know grew up in a time where you were sent outside during the day and you had to come back when the street lights came on or something like that and and whatever you did you did and so um once i got into high school grade seven actually is when we had shop for the first time and all the boys had to do shop and all the girls had to do home ec it was segregated back then or separated, whatever the word is. And uh, so we played around with pine and we turned stacked bowls and we played with plastics. I think plastics were coming on strong in the early 80s or something. Uh-huh. 
And then when I got to high school, I saw the shop there, and I just I just went crazy for shop classes. Like I'll take every shop class I can. So That's awesome. I had a really fantastic shop teacher, a formerly trained Cooper from from England, mm. and uh, so it wasn't like I had the math teacher teaching shop class. Right. I had an actual apprenticed, trades skilled like Red Star, whatever you want to say, craftsman. So that made a huge impact on on my life and where I went, and. Uh, you know, he let me make a set of four chairs at a mahogany in grade 12 shop. That's awesome. And so it's kind of started there. Uh, but then I didn't get back into it for years later. But that planted the seed for sure. So what what were you doing what, um, before you went to the uh, College of the Redwoods? Uh, I was a ski bum up in Whistler. <laughs> I moved out to Vancouver and, and snowboarded for three years until I just didn't want to do it anymore really I sort of just burned out on it and um, got into woodworking again um, anyway moved to Vancouver and got out of the s- snowboard scene and uh, rented a big warehouse space with some friends who went to a, an art university and uh, just started pulling driftwood off the beach and just storing it in the big warehouse space we had and just started chainsawing it <laughs> belt sanding it and scraping off the dead you know, sun bleached wood and creating sculptural forms with it, oh. and uh, just started playing around with just totally organic shapes. Was it was and, it all abstract work at that time? Yeah, okay. totally. And uh, just putting odd pieces of driftwood together to create, you know, functional objects like benches, mostly benches. They were a really good vehicle to put driftwood together. And just was playing around with stuff and. Uh, working a job at a health food store and that's when I saw that there's actually a magazine for woodworking and that's when I discovered Fine Woodworking Magazine. Mm-hmm. I had no idea there was an actual thing or a scene going on. That's awesome. And uh, that really um, sort of set me on a path to pursue fine fine woodworking and then I was like oh, I want to learn dovetails. I want to do that. You know, I want to do all these sort of marquee techniques that um you know, are really hard to figure out on yourself by yourself. So sure. I was introduced to Tay Frid and uh-huh. really gravitated towards his work, um, in, like Cranoff, just through the magazine, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then um, one thing led to the other, and I saw an ad for this school, the Colors Red was in the back of the magazine, and then um, went to the library and got one of Jim's books out and read that, and it's like, you know what, this sounds perfect for me so <laughs> within like 18 month period from not knowing anything about fine woodworking to being really excited about it and finding a school um i was all of a sudden in the school so that's awesome it was it was a really quick transition from total naive sculptural work to fine flat cabinetry work so, and what year was what year was that um, adrian so i was doing that i was bumming around 93 one to 93 94 and then i went to the i got accepted to the college redwoods in 96 okay and you did two years there yeah i did two years nice. wow that's awesome and that, that was james that is awesome. yeah. yeah jim was awesome huge influence that's really cool two years that's that's incredible so what was wow. that a i mean was that a program like how, how did that program look back then was it like a a year-long program and you just did two years or was it a two-year program no it's a it's a nine-month okay oh okay and then uh up to six people are selected to come back for a second year that's awesome and there isn't really a second year it's just 
you're doing more projects on your own and you're mentoring the first years a little okay. bit to help the, the, the instructor burden. Sure. And you just get to work on, say, two or three pieces and refine and build your portfolio and, and maybe transition into the real world from there. Right. But uh, it's not like there's a whole second year set of curriculum. Okay, okay. Mm, okay. There, there isn't at all. It's, it's just the first year again with less instruction. Right. That's cool. <laughs> and is there... Um, is there a kind of a signature piece of yours that developed um, in that time or did that kind of just come later on? Um, I know a lot of your chairs and stuff. Um, is it? Well, that armchair, this, this, the chair that I call the signature armchair okay. with the very slight slender and frame the leather. and the leather seats and the belt. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love the belt. Yeah. Yeah. That, That's cool. That was made cool mix. there. The first, the first pair was made there on my first year. Um, and I had no real intention on making a chair, but uh, Jim came around my bench because that was probably third project of the year for me. And I remember Jim came around and he came on my bench and he said, Adrian, I'd really love someone to make a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and like something like Eshrick. Right. Or, you know, out of hickory. And then he, oh, walk, and then he walked away. <laughs> like, hickory, really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Who's Eshra? <laughs> Who's Eshra? <laughs> and what's, what's he talking about? That's awesome. So, you know, the other instructors, David uh, Welter and Michael Burns and Jim Budlong, they sort of uh, filled in the blanks there for me. And uh, I started researching, you know, what, what Eshra's work was like and I I realized what kind of chair Jim was kind of hoping someone would make, uh, and it was not the traditional, you know, formal dining right. chair that you see being made all the time, which is no disrespect to that. But he was hoping someone would make something other than that, and uh, so I started just playing around with some drawings and uh, harkening back to my grandparents' furniture, you know, Danish modern stuff, heavy saddle leather and belts, and uh, sort of somehow put those two things together and came up that's with that. That's really cool. And, uh, that's something I've made a lot of over the years and, and continue to make. Yeah, that's a that's a and it just gets a great chair. That is a cool chair. I, I remember when I took just a summer class at the College of the Redwoods, but I remember seeing that because oh, a, after a little bit of the class, I I ended up gravitating to that kind of that front room area where all the where all the uh, magazines and books and but it was yeah uh, i was going and cat, cat yeah <laughs> i was, <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. yeah i was going through all the uh all all of the students work um from the from the past years you know you've got uh, yeah all, 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 those, all, the, all of david welter's photos of of everybody's of yeah. everybody's stuff and i remember seeing i remember seeing that chair and thinking man that is a it was just different than most of the other i mean you see so many there was you know, cabinet on stand. That's what you, you know, that's kind of the quint quintessential sure. piece. But it was always interesting to see, you know, something like something like that that was just a little bit, it was just different than um, um, the other stuff that you saw. But I remember remember seeing the, the heavy leather um, on that chair and thought, ah, that would be, that's a, that's a cool design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, uh, I struggled with the leather work a lot on that. It took years to find the right leather and the right person to sew it. You know, those original chairs were just upholstery leather with uh, like screen door mesh laminated in between them. So, oh, get some uh, strength, get some strength out of wow. it. Wow, yeah. that's a great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's very so, cool. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it would sag right down to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But no, it takes a long time to find people that can do 
the work you can't yeah. do um, yeah. to the expe- expectation that you, you want. So fortunately, I've got a leather guy uh, half an hour from me, and he's just amazing. That's awesome. Who who does your photography? Like on your website, your pictures are perfection. I've had a few different people over the years, and you know, um, they're professional photographers, mm-hmm. and they they give you they usually. If you strike up a conversation with them or you meet them at a party or somewhere, they'll let you call them the next day and they say, you know what, just just bring it in. I'll give you the artist rate and they you know, 100 bucks a shoot and it's like sold. Yeah. Wow. Because that's expensive stuff to get that done yeah, professionally. Yeah, crazy. So they make their money doing wedding photography and portraits mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And they enjoy just photographing objects right. uh, and cut you a little bit of yeah. a break. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't do it myself, that's for sure. I tried. In the early days, I tried and I'd went through rolls of slides <laughs> and just hundreds of dollars in lights and, ex- and developing fees and turn my house into a studio for four days, get the film back. The shots were all crappy. I'd do it again. and be like, that just cost me like $600 for yeah, the photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to control everything, right? It's yeah. so fun to just be in charge yeah. of the whole little world, but sometimes you don't know when to let go. Of someone, yeah. who knows, someone who knows how to do it better. <laughs> absolutely i know right it's like furniture makers like website social media advertisement photographer it's just crazy yeah (laughs) accountant accountant yeah (laughs) which this year i got an accountant i'm slowly giving that stuff to other people (laughs) that's all i just i just came from visiting mine in in albuquerque and he uh he kind of chewed me out (laughs) 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 because i'm I've been selling off my website and he goes, well, you need to start uh, paying uh, tax and gross receipts and, and, and get official. If he goes, cause I have the business license. And he's like, well, if you're going to be official, yeah. then you need to go it, all the way. It doesn't take tax off all the website. Right. Yeah. You got to do that, buddy. Mm-hmm. And luckily you're not on a podcast telling people about it. <laughs> you can edit that yeah. I don't worry but about that you stuff. Say taxes, you say taxes included in the price. Shipping's actually That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I yeah. think um, our chairs, would you say chairs are something you enjoy doing the most? Yeah, I'd say uh, that. It kind of shows. Um, you, yeah. I, just, I just really enjoyed the – I don't really enjoy making them. No, no, but you like enjoying <laughs> making the first one, right? Creating the the, proto- yeah, the prototype. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the exactly class that, that you'll is... be teaching, what what kind of a chair do you think you'll be doing? Well, I think everyone's going to be making whatever they want. Okay, that's yeah. typically how it goes. Yeah, I never have a set set thing for anyone. I try and give people as much creative freedom as possible because it's something I've always hated is having a set project. So that's really cool. I I, I welcome anything and. Uh, if you're content on bringing a armful of wood home and a couple bent components and finishing it at home, you know, so go for it. There right. was a chair that, that you did. I just want people to enjoy themselves and, and get the most of what uh, they, they've come for. So that, uh, and I don't we'll know see. if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, Baleen, Baleen chair. Yeah. That thing the is whale. crazy, whale. crazy cool. cool. The Baleen chair. I made that at the CFC I, in a fellow. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, ben feels like a Windsor chair. Oh, it's just. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's kind a, of a yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's a take a take on yeah. a Windsor chair. Yeah. The spindles in the back, right? Yeah, that was a solid month. So I was in the CFC Center for Furniture Craftsmanship uh, for one month in a fellowship. I started making that chair during a class. I usually try and make something when I'm teaching there because I'm usually there for four weeks or six weeks at a time. So I've got lots of time to 
putter after class or at lunch. And uh, I started making that chair and I realized there's no way I can even really start this thing. It's so complicated. <laughs> I can't get my head into it after like five o'clock teaching. So I had it all prototyped and mocked up just uh, bending plywood and two by fours or whatever, you know, and uh, I asked Peter, Peter Korn, and uh, if I could do the fellowship to finish it. So I came back like three months later and, and took four solid weeks just to make that. That's awesome. And it's just all cutting and fitting, cutting and fitting, cutting right. and fitting. Like it's just, I wouldn't want to make four of those. <laughs> <laughs> Set of eight. Oh, man. No, thank oh, you. And I was looking at that chair, I was like, how the heck do those spindles line up down the back and down down the back that goes to the floor i was like it's just yeah it's incredible it's complicated so ugly if i told you what really happened <laughs> that's funny i tried so hard to drill the holes into the the i guess it's a crest rail the top rail right up up in i put some sort of sort of pointing finder on my drill that would register in the bottom hole and I try to sight the top and drill into the lamination and I uh, I just turned it into like a rail of Swiss cheese and all the angles were wrong so I said fuck this I'm going to just drill straight through the whole crest rail and I loaded them all in and then I laminated over all the holes with one extra ply uh, so it's all they're all all that nastiness is covered there you go <laughs> just, <laughs> so if you saw that first ply off you would just see total ugliness just nasty holes that don't aren't even in the right plane so it was just really hard to figure that out yeah so, no you know, a lot of my work is fixing just being backed into a corner and it's like how do i get out of this yeah, and yeah. it's not always pretty but right. uh, in the end you the know, end result is what counts. You can't tell. Right? <laughs> well, I was looking at because I was just before we got on, and I've been on your website many times. I wasn't kidding when I have it that said I have it saved as a favorite. But um, <laughs> and I, I was looking at those spindles. I was like, are those like one piece that he's steam bent or something, and he's like <laughs> oh, feeding it yeah. through. I'm oh. like, oh my god, how's he doing that? <laughs> His crazy oh, compound angles. So cool. <laughs> it's a beautiful chair. Oh, it really is. It really is. Yeah. And I love how light, you know, like you do like an amazing job at keeping things really, uh, you, you kind of push that boundary where, um, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't look like it's going to break, but you keep everything so delicate, you know, well, but it, it doesn't look taken away delicate. that doesn't need to be there. Right, right. It's just all. It really is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, the chairs are just beautiful. Well, it's funny because over the years I've, I've, I'm adding more material every time I build a chair again because I've done a few shows over the years and you get responses and you can read people and a lot of people are not skeptical but they're they're questioning whether it's strong enough yeah. just mm. visually <laughs> and that's not a good um, image to sort of send out there if you're trying to make chairs so I've been plumping up every dimension on, on most of my chairs <laughs> that's over funny the that's what i love it that's what i love about it like the yeah. Lu uh, is it yeah. luan luan chair L luna luna chair luna chair sorry yeah. luna chair but yeah it's like it's that that to me is just one of the best chairs like ever <laughs> but that's what i like about it. it it looks so it doesn't look like it's gonna break to me but it's just so light looking you know um yeah it's just i love all the negative spaces and between all the parts and stuff it's just a cool yeah. chair yeah. those uh yeah. bullseye mirrors that you made are really fun i i had an idea 
a long time ago to do a like a quarter round table that would have some kind of a mirror backsplash and so as you're looking yeah. at it it would look like a you know a sunburst or a starburst pattern even yeah, though yeah. it's only a quarter of a table going into a corner exactly but you have this bullseye mirrors that those, those are just super fun <laughs> yeah. they're super those. fun they're they're freaking huge so i learned when i made those that they're way too big like people couldn't even figure out where to put them in their oh, house, no. so. that's funny um but graphically, they're just very striking, and the the illusion that they give was totally um, unforeseen. Not just the, the reflection is was foreseen to make a circle, but the illusion when you actually see them in real life, it looks like there's a hole in the wall. Right. Uh, the mirror looks, it looks like, like you're a, looking the, right it through. It look like they're. It looks like you're looking right through the wall. All right. Well, um, uh, we apologize. We, we were having some technical little um, issues with the with the re, with the um, what the recording of uh, coming from Adrian. So we just decided we we're going to cut it off, and we're just going to get right back into it here. Um, so yeah, we, we were talking about the the bullseye. I well, I was curious how big big they were. Adrian was saying that they were really large, um, but they're just so fantastic and dynamic because at least in the photo when you look at it you're like you can't really you you can't really grasp what you're seeing exactly because it looks like there's a hole in the wall and you're looking right through it well that <laughs> and that, there's exactly. this shelf and and has a real question on your website how comes you don't see the photographer right it's a mirror he's standing in front of it oh, to take the picture right. huh? yeah, that, huh? was, that was before that was before photo <laughs> yeah, that was before photo <laughs> he was he was a vampire <laughs> <laughs> They are super cool. I, I I was scrolling through your website, Adrian, and I see some in a, I guess, a gallery. And that you really get a good idea of the scale. I I had no idea how yeah. big they were. That's that's impressive. Yeah, they're like 44. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's really so cool. That's, but I've, I've made a new set um, two years ago. And the one thing that's not great about those is that you can't see yourself. You just see your belt buckle and your shoes. <laughs> so... <laughs> As an object, they're really cool, but functionally, they're not. That's funny. You have to like lean which down. Is, which is kind of kind of goes back to you know what I learned at school in my second year is that things don't have to be functional, right. and uh, so I kind of embrace that sometimes. It's it's, it's an art. But it's so, an art piece, right? It's uh, well, yeah. it's it's semi-functional as well. <laughs> but I made a new series of them that are ellipses, and they're vertical Ooh. ellipses. Um, kind of mirroring the arc of a, 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 an electron going around a, a, an atom. Oh, nice! And then I so it's an oval mirror, very elliptical, with a with a much shallower uh, half moon table that only comes out like ten inches, and it's only like twenty two inches wide, and it's like three four feet tall. So it can fit in a hall. It can fit somewhere in someone's house, oh, and cool. you can see your face. Yeah. Um, but they're really hard to photograph, man. I, I yeah, I bet. you just don't get the impact, and it. mirrors are brutal. Yeah, just, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they have to be, they have to be in situation, right? So yeah, lighting's already tricky, and then you add a mirror. I can imagine. Yeah, but they're yeah. so they're so dynamic and um, f fun and c totally unique. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, very, they're really cool. Very cool. I was looking on your Instagram. I, I see it, uh, and your dog. I see your doggy in the background. Oh yeah, Poppy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool. I like that one. That's that's awesome. Well, um, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit uh, 
just kind of tracking your story, you know, you you did the two years, and then from there, did you just go straight into your own own studio, your, uh, starting your own business? Um, what, what did that look like for you? No. Well, I was expecting my first daughter at the time okay. as well, so um, we moved back to as my wife at the time. I'm uh, divorced now, but uh, we moved back to Ontario uh, because we just couldn't afford Vancouver prices and. It's even crazier now, but um, started just a small shop in my house and uh, realized that I don't know anyone here. I don't have any clients, and it takes me a long time to make something. Um, so I'm just going to start making things uh, and work a job until I can hopefully quit my job. Right, right. So uh, I spent five years just doing uh, one-off spec pieces in my house of things that I wanted to make like those mirrors uh, the butterfly vanity the oh, cool. secretary of state uh, American flag cabinet um, I was just making stuff that I thought would be really high impact and like just build my portfolio right mm -hmm. um, so that was about five years I did about five years of that working in my house small basement shop that's a pretty smart way a uh, smart way to approach it um to have a job that's kind of you know making some money and then make make this make your spec pieces before just jumping out by yourself <laughs> were you showing in galleries or yeah i'd had not I, I there's not the big gallery scene here that there was in the states um it's tough there's maybe one or two and i did the gallery thing i had an art rep that would take my work to the states uh, hmm. with another other furniture maker and she do the, the sofa shows in Chicago and New York and shows in Palm Springs. And I just couldn't sell anything through someone else. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because no one knew who I was or no one knew who the, the gallery was. Like you've got to have some sort of clout once you get into that level. Yeah. For people to, to people to buy things. Right, and right. if no, if you're not known and the gallery's unknown, people aren't going to open their wallets and take it. So that's my take on it. Right. Anyway. The reason I decided to get a job and uh, make the things that I wanted to make and be able to spend the time to, to do them, I won't say without compromise, but to the best of your abilities, was that I I didn't want to put a shingle out and just start taking woodworking jobs on. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that would just slide into um, you know, a, a shop that I didn't want to be, work, like I didn't want that kind of work coming in. Right. But once and it comes then in, then you kind of have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's an easy trap to get in, to fall into. You can, I just think you can never get back to. All right. Well, sorry again. <laughs> we had a, we had another <laughs> issue with, with, with the, um, with the audio, but we're going to go right back into it. Uh, so basically, Adrian, when we kind of left off there, you were, we were talking about you had, you had, um, uh, uh, you worked for about five years trying to uh, keep doing the furniture, keep your nose above the water, but also be able to, because you were working, you didn't have to take woodworking jobs on, so you were able to basically do the woodworking that you wanted to do. I think that probably yeah, sums up yeah. where we were at. Yeah, pretty much. I was basically uh, trying to just build a portfolio and just build more work uh, beyond what I did at school. Uh, and then you know, I started to meet people, and the big breakthrough came when I did a, a large trade show in Toronto um, called the IDS, uh, Interior, Interior Design Show. And uh, that's just a big trade show, like 
ICFF and uh, I met my first clients there that I didn't know or wasn't related to and uh, that's when I first got my you know first commission and things started snowballing from there so once I started meeting people and in front of my work and they were talking mm-hmm. to me that's when yeah. things started to sure. work but when other people try to sell my stuff it just didn't happen yeah yeah <laughs> there's that yeah. disconnect there right they want to yeah. they want to meet the well, artist and and hopefully well, and one, hopefully the artist is nice and yeah <laughs> i mean for one thing there's not a single aspect of that piece that you don't know the answer in depth whereas somebody else they it's going to be very vague if if any well they might you not know, even know so, the woods yeah exactly uh, uh, that's that's it's, it's the personal yeah the personal touch they want to know the craftsman and it's, it, it is that romanticy a little bit about it too it's like here's the guy that actually made this amazing piece mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty awesome yeah well I, I see for me i think they're buying into like if i go to their houses people that buy my furniture i look around they have works of art by everybody like painters sculptors, right. um, and they're just buying into this community of people and and sort of living vicariously through them because they didn't do this in their life right, right. and uh-huh. they really enjoy supporting it. So it's, it, you're building a relationship with these clients. Yeah. It's not just a, usually a one-off and I'll never see you again. So right. it's it, it, the hardest part is, is meeting the people. It's like, where do I go to meet right. these people? And, and that's uh-huh. the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a big trade show, which is really expensive, uh, was the was the Kickstarter? Yeah. And, you know, twenty years later, I'm still getting work from that. That's freaking so. awesome. Yeah. See, I, I yeah. usually go to Home Depot or something, but exactly. <laughs> 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 I probably need to change it up a little bit. <laughs> well, they they have trade shows, right? Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. How many how, how many trade shows have you done since then? Well, I, I did three in a row. I was told you have to do, you can't just do one because people want to see your return. So I did three in a row, uh, 2003, four, and five, and I haven't done anything since then. And oh, the same me, show? Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's really cost prohibitive. Like you're just throwing the dice. You know? yeah. and, sure. Uh, you could come out of there after three days with no orders and no nothing. And uh, it's, like I said, it's a gamble. Yeah. But right, uh, right. It, it, it worked out. And I don't know of any other way for me to advertise that well in Canada anyway. So it was good. I'm tempted to do it again, but, you know, I'm older now. Now I'm more nervous about it. So, <laughs> I don't know. People might not like my work. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, like, start, start judging yourself. And, that's uh, nice to know that you, you have some insecurities too. <laughs> oh, sure. That's what I'm going to take away from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Especially after it seems like you've crossed that line. Yeah, right, so right. <laughs> and and how long have you been teaching? When did that all start? I started teaching um oh, I've been teaching at CFC for 11 years, but I started about 4 years before that at Rosewood Studio here in Canada. Uh it's a small school, eight benches and then 12-week programs. And, program and how did that start? Did you approach program. them or did they ask that they reach out to you? I got a call. I got a call from the owner of the school at the time. Nice. He was no longer there, but uh, he was a CFC grad. He went there for one, or CR grad, college Redwoods grad, and he went there for one year, a different time than I did, and he decided to open up a school. And uh, he called me to come in and just, you know, walk the benches and help him, you know, deal with 
15 students. That's so, cool. Uh, I wasn't actually teaching anything. I was just, you know, walking the benches and helping people solve problems. Um, and then that just led into more of that. And then I approached Peter at CFC, uh, Center for Furniture Craftsmanship, on vacation one year. And uh, he said, oh, well, we don't need teachers for, you know, two years out. We're booked. <laughs> you want to come? That's okay. And then, you know, two years later, he gave me a call. He said, you want to come teach? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the rest is history there. Uh, so we've had a really awesome. great relationship. And it's, you know, it's a big part of my my year. It's about four months I teach uh, in blocks of time. So it's basically like I have my part-time job back, but uh, <laughs> it's not every week. Right, yeah, I was, right. I was looking at your teaching dates and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you're not only, you know, you have a pretty diverse um, uh, curriculum, but you're going uh, here, you're going all over the place. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's stressful, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be. Uh, it's also... It, I'm about, the, about maxed out at how much I want to do, though. Like, I, I still love to do, be in the shop and make my stuff. So there's a, there's a balance there that uh, I think I'm at my max. Right, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, got, to be, that's got to be pretty tough. Um, and it, well, do you – I mean, you just typically schedule that in. It's just – it is what it is. You've been doing it long enough, so you have a good feel as far as your workflow goes. So it's like, well, you know, I won't be able to start that piece till this time and – yeah. yeah, yeah, that's well. My clients are really understanding, right. and you know, they're they're like, no rush, no rush. Dang. Every time I I drop something off, they're like, well, you know what? We need a king size bed. Now. <laughs> that's but, awesome. But no rush, no rush. <laughs> that's that's like the and ideal really, only, client. Yeah, I, I'm rarely, rarely under the gun. We got to get this thing done. You know, it's it's not really part of my my world. It's it's really nice to be able to have. Um, not hard deadlines right. you know it could be could be a double-edged sword i was sword, gonna say but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be tough if you're a procrastinator if you're a procrastinator yeah. it could be a problem yeah. but uh i usually try and get whatever i'm working on done before i go anywhere teaching for a long time right. because i don't like stuff sitting around for you know a month and a half in my shop freaking out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it cracking is the woodworking yeah. what's it doing so right yeah i would <laughs> I, I would think that the teaching would be somewhat similar to, oh, um, uh, com- commission pieces versus speculation pieces. You've got, you've got the teaching, which is kind of a, um, it's kind of a solid. You know, it's there. So you've got kind of a backbone to things, and then you've got, yeah. and then you've got commission pieces, or, or pieces that you've already, that are part of part of your portfolio. But then, yeah. how much time do you? kind of allocate to new work to speculation work not a lot really and most of my spec work uh is done when i'm away teaching somewhere Hmm. uh, because i have access to a shop you know machine work till nine and and what so forth weekends um i find it really hard to motivate in my shop to do spec work uh, for some reason uh, I used to be all over it when I was younger. I just I'd work till midnight. When right. I just couldn't put it, couldn't, couldn't put stop it down. Yeah. No, and now it's like you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, and you're but, getting uh, to do. I mean, you're getting to do what you want to do too. So that's kind of. Do, do you think that takes a little bit of that away? Because I know I know you're doing pieces for clients, but it's your design it's it's your design in the piece for the client not, right not in ta- not, in, not, not in always ta- okay no no yeah. i i have i have a really good client that uh 
every time I drop something off, they usually say they need something else. And the last thing, they, they sent me a screenshot from a TV show of a coffee table and said, we would like that in Wenge. Hmm. Okay. And it was just this really crappy TV show <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> and it's like, okay. So um, I also work with a couple architects uh, once in a while, and they design the stuff, and then I just help okay. them figure okay. out the, logi- yep. the logistics that of works. it. So sure. not everything I do is, is my creation. Sure. And you know, I welcome that because that's just a huge amount of work to, to pull something out of a vacuum and, and bring it into the right. world. So, yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind having a full roadmap of what it is we're making because we can just jump in. And yeah, it, yeah so. that's kind of nice. Um, At least a direction. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty. So, some of your uh, veneering techniques. Um, so, do you guys just start with fundamentals? Do you like using shops on veneers? Do you um, do you guys cut your own veneers? Is that part of the course? No, I don't do any shops. On okay, veneers. so these all, com- all commercial. Okay, they're commercial raw veneers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've just had no luck with sawn veneers in this climate. They just they just crack and pop. Mm. The humidity swings are just so huge. That's interesting. And what kind of glue do you do you like using with with your veneers, with commercial veneers? I pretty much ex- I pretty much use type bond two or three for every single thing I do. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question. You you can ask twelve different guys what kind of glue, and they yeah, they have twelve different answers. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, that's so, like we spoke to Leslie Webb, and she recently, and she's a uh, she's a friend of mine, but she's a CFC student, and she said the exact same thing. She's like, you know, I've seen people do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think she yeah. said type on three. I think at some point. I think she but, did. Uh, yeah. 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 Three. Well, I use a bit of epoxy right. there. West is from epoxy. Um, and the, the crazy glue, whatever that is, the CA glue, but for almost everything, it's type bond. And I just like the fact that it's not toxic and you can you know, wash your hands and right. put it down the sink and <laughs> drink <laughs> it. No, don't. <laughs> drink it. I can get it at the hardware store. Yeah, that know. is kind of a nice thing about it. You know, I ordered a bottle, I ordered a thing of Unibond once before you could get it in Canada, and it was like 29 bucks. And U.S. and by the time I got to my door, it was one hundred and twenty dollars with wow. duty and taxes. Like, forget that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just to uh, just to get it to jump the border from Maine, huh? Yeah. Wow. Should just got someone to chuck it to you. Yeah. <laughs> in your in your uh, so in like your creative process, you you were talking about working with a couple of architects or. Or the clients that that screenshot the stuff and send it to you, which which do you find um, uh, on the creative end? Do you find it better to have a whole bunch of options or to have things kind of narrowed down? Uh, like which do you, do you know what I'm getting at? Like do you do you find that you're more creative if you have boundaries or more creative if you if it's kind of wide open? Yeah, it's tough. Wide open is brutal. Like that just gives you nowhere to even start. Mm-hmm. So you know, most of those jobs are really preliminary, just sketches, and maybe a, a a really crude model, and it's just a photo, and I email it to them and just see if we're on the right page or going in the right direction. Like I don't spend any time making nice drawings, just trying to flush out an idea. So um, I like to have some information. I like to know the measurements. You know, I like to know if right if it's got a function. Um, but for me personally, like doing spec work is the most enjoyable because 
you know there's there's no self-doubt that they might not like it and you're just trying to do as best what you, you can like to please, yeah. please you yourself so i find it a lot easier to just do spec work than to do uh new concepts for clients hmm. so you'd rather have so would you re- you probably ra- would rather have boundaries from clients and probably yes. more open for your own for, for, for a speculation piece, your own piece. Yeah, but you'd exactly. rather do that exactly. for yourself first, and then if somebody else likes it, well, then wonderful. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> that never happens. It's so rare. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they always love it, but they want it a little bit smaller. Yeah, they want to change something. Browner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just buy that yeah, one. It's like, jeez, <laughs> I've got this one figured out. It's this dead. mirror. This mirror won't fit. It's too big. <laughs> I want to see my face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kneel, kneel down. Get on your knees. Put your yeah. makeup on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So now um, you you're in a pretty big shop. Uh, the way you're at yeah, now. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, rented a a large space on the second floor of an old factory. It's uh, four thousand square feet. And uh, nice. it was dirt cheap. I got it for, I told the landlord at the time what, what I wanted to do with it. And I didn't have enough money to pay for it all myself. And he said, oh, well, I'll give it to you for 400 bucks a month what? for <laughs> six months <laughs> until, you, until you find five other people. That's awesome. Uh, well, that's pretty cool that, was, that he worked with you. That was, yeah, and that was 12 years ago. So yes. um, it's not full <laughs> no. but but it allowed me to, um, get the place all, uh, you know, up and running. Machines set, all the wiring, dust collection in, and uh, there's six other six other people in there that uh, have their own space. So everyone has a 16 foot by 16 foot workspace, and then there's 2,000 nice. feet of uh, machine space. Machine room. That's pretty and, cool. And is this something that uh, is is this you manage this space? Like, is it? Or are you all kind of equal partners in it? How, how does that work? No, I I rent the I've rented. I, I'm on the lease, and then I sell okay. to people. That, to other okay, people. that's really cool. That's why and the people that are the there have they do they turn over very quick, or most of them been there quite a while, or how does that work? In the in the early days, it was tough, um, a lot of turnover. But I've only had one person move out in the last um, probably seven years. Oh, cool. So it's been a it's been really nice and stable um, because yeah, when one person goes, it's really hard to find uh, someone to fill that fill those shoes and fill that space and. You really have to get along with people. It's you know, yeah, be yeah. a boat a little yeah, bit to be a right fit, yeah, mm-hmm. or a wrong fit. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's funny because I I know when I did my seven year apprenticeship, um, you know, I I saw my mentor more than I saw my wife, you know. <laughs> And we yeah. hated each other. No, no, we didn't. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have lasted seven years. He would have, he would have booted me. <laughs> but it is. It's it, you got to get on well. And I know he had several people uh, before that didn't last. And it usually wasn't. They want you know bad people or even craftsmen, but they just didn't click. Yeah, you got to exactly. you got to be able to click. It's in a small shop. You know, he's a one man shop. And that's quite a few people. I mean, six people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're not all there at the same time, and uh, not everyone is doing what I'm doing. Uh, I have, you know, a a contractor in there who has a crew of eight people, and he uses it to store, you know, a ton of equipment to do renos on houses. Oh, interesting. You know, he's he's rarely there. 
Uh, but twice a year, he'll come in for a week solid with all these guys and turn that place into a just absolute nightmare. <laughs> you don't even want to be there. So do you guys, do but, you guys you ransack know, his that's stuff fine. when he's not there? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a lot of got supplies if you run, <laughs> run low on stuff. You, you take a look what he's got. Back. Where's all my duels? <laughs> Where's all my tab on three? Yeah. <laughs> Like PL two thousand, whatever it is. It's got lots of that. <laughs> yeah. Two by fours for your mock-ups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I got uh, I have a really interesting guy who's who's not into woodworking at all. He's a he's a physics te- physics teacher at the University of Guelph slash uh, freak show artist and uh, freak show self ta- self taught taxidermist. Oh wow, <laughs> and, uh, crazy. He's he he's got a deep two deep freezers in his space what? and uh, a couple buckets <laughs> with things, things in them. And he comes in in the evening and splices animals together. No, and, uh, what? Puts like cobra teeth on frogs and things like that. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you should yeah. do a collaboration, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's he's the he's the great Orbach. <laughs> that's so he's got, cool. He's got like eight Guinness Book of World Records. Too. What? Wow, that's crazy. He's in the what, for, for, what is he in the Guinness Books of World Records? What, what are we talking about? Uh, he likes to put tuna hooks in his back and pull oh, trucks. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you move all that heavy equipment. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, so occasionally he'll come in and he's he'll got, be hanging from the, the ceiling. And I never see him do that. But wow, that's awesome. He tra- he travels the world doing this. That's things. wild. It's amazing. That's they love him in Germany that's and in Italy. Cool. In Italy. Well, wow. that's an interesting mix right there. So he's never usually there. He's there in the evenings, and then I have like three guys. So there's usually only three of us there every day. So it's manageable. Okay. If there were six guys cranking full time all day, that'd be I'd tough. Be crazy. Yeah. 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 Now, do you have um, do you have an apprentice? Do you have someone work work for you at all? No, I never have. I've had people come and just want to like learn something, and they'll come in for like a couple hours, five days a week, and I'll teach them how to dovetail a bench or something uh, on the side. But no, I, I pretty much work by myself. Yeah. And that's the nice thing I have in the, the shared shop is there's always hands around to to help me move yeah, stuff that's around, nice. glue things up. You know, it's uh, you know with me being away so much and and you know, not doing, like, I don't have a ton of work. I'm not, like, backlogged for, like, years out. So, you know, when I'm done a piece, sometimes I don't even know what the next piece is that I'm making. Oh, yeah. It's it's not uh, as dreamy as you might think. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stress involved when uh, you don't know what that next commission is. So I don't, I'm not in a position to hire Right, someone. right, yeah. It's not That's as dreamy. It's not as dreamy. Trust me, we do a good job at telling everyone how not dreamy furniture making is. Okay. It's, how we, it's how we lose most of our listeners. Yeah, I know. We're like, wow, Thanks we're a lot, some Adrian. people really depressed. Well, you, you, can, you can edit that. No, it's, that's, what, that's why we want people on. Keep it yeah, real. It's, no, uh, but to have someone helping you, you have that's to be, tough. I couldn't. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big responsibility, a right? Yeah. yeah and then managing that when you're away uh you know it's it just i don't know if i want to go there like i just really enjoy working by myself and and yeah that's uh, true and not taking on that that extra volume like that's not mm. like I, I think you'd have to take on so much more to make it profitable that right i don't see how that's realistic for what i do 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and it would it would play, it would change the work you do probably, and that's I guess the danger of it. If you don't have to do that, then don't do that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got I've got one more question, Adrian. Um, All right. How much How much do you still skate? I mean, I, I saw I saw you on the on the half half pipe. Um, was that a week, <laughs> like a week or so ago? Yeah. How much? Yeah. I was out. Yes, I was out yesterday. Were you out yesterday? That's yeah. awesome. I don't skate much. It's uh, I just I have one buddy that's about four years younger than me, and we grew up uh, our teens skateboarding together, and we've reconnected about four years ago, and we go out maybe ten times a year. So it's uh, you know it's not it's not every month that's for sure, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you make your own boards? There. <laughs> my daughter makes. I make boards with my daughter. That's awesome. Long boards, and uh, she does the veneer work, and uh, they're really cool. I used to make boards with my with my youngest boy. Yeah, he. It's a great. Project. It was it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Till a couple of them got stolen. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I was going to show up on Antique Roadshow one day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, this is this is valued at five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, crazy well cool All right, right, well, so, well, we're probably pushing our luck here yeah we are pushing <laughs> with our this luck. damn thing <laughs> the thing keeps cutting in and out and we apologize yeah. we appreciate you hanging on with us here Adrian uh, as we go right, through absolutely. it seems okay now uh, yeah it's it, it's it still, still hit, it a little it's bit still hit, yeah. still hit and miss a little bit really yeah oh, we'll just have sucks. to see we'll just have to see how it how it turns out but right. but yeah, so let's let's have you plug woodworking, you know, classes and that that you instructed in the next couple of years. You want to plug a couple of yeah. those, or like what 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 uh, classes do you have? Where, where can people go to find out about it and stuff like that? Yeah, well, you can go to my website, uh, fairsdutyfurniture dot com. There's a page just on teaching. It's got all the dates on there. Usually, it's up to date. And uh, you know, I teach at in Canada only one place, Rosewood Studio. It's in Perth. And, uh, which is about Perth, four Ontario. Hours, Perth, Ontario, uh, near Ottawa. I'm heading there next week to do a veneering class. And in the summer, I'll be at CFC, Center for Furniture Craftsmanship, doing a chair-making two-week workshop, a one-week veneering class, uh, and then I do four weeks of bending during their 12-week program. Nice. Uh, April, I'll be in Mark Adams doing a five-day veneering class and then a weekend plane-making class, uh, and then in September, September, I'll be back at Mark Adams doing uh, my Apollo table. Oh, what? Somehow we're going to try and make that in six days. That's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know how they just hit the road, road running, I guess, or ground, whatever. Yeah, it's that's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's been really impressive six what they days. can get done there. Are you teaching there in the summer? Uh, September. 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 That. Okay, yeah. cool. September. <clears throat> wow. Crazy. So we'll see about that. Machining <laughs> bra- bending all that stuff and machining brass and getting it together in six six days. It should be quite the challenge. That'll be crazy cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to say some people are going to have a lot of sanding to do <laughs> back at home in their shop. <laughs> yeah. Right. You never know. They're yeah. Really amazing what they but do. They have a good team, right? There's a, there's, a, there's a guy that builds an entire classical guitar in six days. What? There. Unreal. Wow. Jeez. That is crazy. Yeah, I've seen some of their classes, and it's like, you're going to do that in six days? What? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. A good plan and a lot of experience make make things happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you need to be organized. 
Right. <laughs> Need to be organized for that one. Cool. Well, and people can find you on Instagram. They can. Yep. I think it's Fair as Uti Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I think it's. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, um, I, I guess are we going to end it here, guys? Um, yeah. I, 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 I want to go on for longer, but. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But, um, and I, again, apologize about the audio. Yeah. yeah. Adrian um, makes things, makes things that's a little right. bit. A little bit dicey, but um, we do very much appreciate having you on. Um, and you know, like, like I said, I, I, I know all three of us were really excited to oh, get, yeah. get a chance to talk to you and and uh, you know hear hear kind of your your story because I think it's I, I think it's you know it's really interesting to be able to hear people that are out there that are you know they're, they're, uh, this isn't a hobby. Uh, right, they're, right. they're you know doing high level work. Doing yeah. high level work, and and it's how they're providing for themselves you know kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a sink or swim yeah. um be amazed at what you do when it when your back's against the wall <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah well yeah you have to have a few irons in the fire and uh you know it's a it's a quality of life choice it's not a monetary sort of building of wealth choice right. so uh it depends on what you're looking yeah. for right and we have to just mention real quick those hand planes you have been doing recently Oh, oh gosh! Oh yeah, Unreal. those are my those are my new spec. That's, that's my your new spec, spec work, work. Right man. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I got I got six. I got three. They're just about done. I got three more. I'm gonna be putting those up soon. Man. So. yeah, those are sexy. Yeah, they they're... are very sexy, and the prices are are crazy good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I teach plane making. Okay. And uh, I normally, I normally, get the students to buy me a plane iron, and I make a plane as a demo plane. And then give it to someone at the end of the class, or give to, not, who's not in the class, but someone who's at the school, and just say, "Here, oh, cool. nice working with you." And my, my girlfriend, Karina, she's like, "You should sell them." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, so quick giving those so away. I, brought them, I didn't give it away, and I brought it home, and she helped me set up a, a buy page or shop page on my site, and I put one up, and it sold like in two days, and then I made another one, and it sold. So. I saw that. I don't Sold know. Out. It's some some kind of fun. Yeah, no kidding. They look. They look you know, like the hardest, it. The hardest. The hardest. Everyone always says you should come up with something with a you know a price point everyone can afford. It's like, well, what is that magic? Yeah, yeah. what is that? Well, that's a perfect. Yeah, because you know, woodworkers. This is the only right? thing I've been able to. Yeah. yeah. And 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 a woodworker to be able to own a plane made by you, it's yeah, it's it's an honor, you know, and it's something they that most woodworkers could afford, you know. My yeah. wife, my wife said no. Sorry. <laughs> like, dang it. And she's like, "How about you finish that job you've been working on for five months, and then you can?" No. <laughs> they are very reasonably priced. Like they really are. Yeah, they're just beautiful. Right, well, I'll, I'll correct. That. Correct that now. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars. No, they. No, they are for the the, the plane irons like eighty right. bucks by the time I get it to Canada. I mean, just. So they they are, but you know they look like a lot of fun. That's yeah. the hardest thing is pricing your stuff. You're gonna put oh, that, that what maybe what they're worth, and then you're gonna sit on them. Right, so, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just having fun. Yeah, well, it shows. They're really they're a really nice vehicle for uh, just trying to refine details because it's such a small object. Right. Yeah, I love Good all point. the I love yeah. all the facets and, and stuff that you you're doing on them, and yeah, just really cool. There's nowhere for anything to hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, cool. Been having fun. <laughs> That's what counts. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. And a little bit of money. <laughs> Add to cart. Add, Add to, to cart. cart. <laughs> <laughs> you all better get it now. He's only got one left. Yeah. Don't forget the tax. <laughs> Oh, that would be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that way. Yeah. No, he's legit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, Man, I really appreciate. Yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really was. It might. Well, thanks. For minus Ben me. messing up the audio. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All righty. Well, Ramon, you want to leave us out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man, how cool was that? Yeah. Thank you tons, uh, Adrian, for sharing your time on, on our show. It was, uh, it was fantastic. And thank you all for tuning in. We certainly appreciate it. And you all know the gig. If you have any questions about this show or past shows, topic suggestions for future shows, please drop us a line. And that's at info at woodworkerspodcast.com. And so on behalf of Ben Brunick, Philip Morley, and the incredibly talented Adrian Ferrazzuti, I'm Ramon Valdez, and we'll see you again right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Ciao, amici. Estato fantastico. <laughs> or, bye, friends. That was fantastic. Whoa, I what just happened? <laughs> well, with a name like Ferrazzuti, I just kind yeah. of... Yeah. I don't speak English. <laughs> he was like, what did he just call me? <laughs> Cheerio. Yeah. Cheerio. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Thanks, Thanks Adrian. Yeah, thanks really appreciate so it. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Hopefully, I get to take one of your classes one day. <laughs> take care. I don't think you need to. Take care. All right, you too, guys. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs>